There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Ben. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Ben, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. I don't know, do we have a preamble? Um, should we come up with one? No, it's, it seems awkward now. Well, you were the one that asked the question. I don't know if we had a way to lead into this. Um, that was easy, smooth, comforting, maybe a little humorous, a personal anecdote. Screw it, let's just get no. into it. <laughs> let's just dive into it. We don't know anything about death or consequences. Certainly the second one. Anyway, moving on. What do I know about consequences? I know, that's the problem. This week we are back on Angel and Faith. This arc, as this entire season has been done... Written by Christos Gage with art by Rebecca Isaacs, both still kicking ass. Yeah, it looks and sounds great. This is actually a really good one. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Spoiler alert. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert, we like it. <laughs> that is the lowest stake spoiler out there. Well, you know. Do I even have a lot of nitpicking to do? We shall see as we come on. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I do. I don't think so. I don't have a lot to do. I'll come up with something. Never just do fear. it. That's like a challenge. Yes. Angel's green hoodie. Why is he in a green hoodie? That's really true. That's all I You have were to offended say. by his green hoodie. One time he wore kind of a beige hoodie when he was trying to hide from Darla. Where do you get this green one? And he has one of those weird neck pillows. We're not there yet. So before we get to Angel's that's neck what we're pillow. By. Angel starts this arc in Peru, cutting apart a demon. The, with faith, by the way. She's always there. It's Angel She's and Faith. She's not always there. Sometimes Faith is off playing with the Slayers. I guess. Angel is Sometimes never Angel off is playing angsty. with the Slayers. Sometimes he's on a rooftop kicking in a door for no reason. Breaking a window. Yeah. It's kind of his... Shtick. <laughs> modest operandi. Wow. Uh, let's move on from that. Let's that, move that on. Hurt. That hurt me. That, that hurt everybody. I didn't pronounce that close to right. No. All kinds of wrong. Yeah. Maybe you should have studied Latin, but you didn't. I should stick to writing more than speaking out loud on podcasts. You should stick to writing on podcasts? No, just writing and... I write. I'm a paid writer. I know, but even the dog (laughs) thinks this is ridiculous. I'm an auteur. I mean, author. Auteur? Nah, I'm just a jackass on the internet. Somehow makes money. Yes. And then I added it. It's not true. I'm not a jackass. I've never written a negative article. They're all real positive. They are really positive. Even if you're like, it's not my favorite. But here's the positive spin. I just don't like a negative internet. Who does? I don't. I guess, yeah. All right, so anyway, Angel is in Peru cutting up a demon. Faith has a flamethrower. She's like... Actually, it was... You forgot the shh at the end. My mistake. My flamethrower knowledge is minimal, to say the least. And we find out that Faith is wicked jet-lagged. I didn't even catch that the first time I read it. Just let it go. Yeah, I know. She's from Boston. We did a whole episode on that. Yes, we did. So... They're playing with the demon thing. And by playing, you mean hacking off as many limbs as possible, setting him on fire, but he just keeps growing them back. Yeah, he just keeps regenerating. But then Angel yells, got it, and comes up with this twisty crown of vines? Crown. It's a crown of crowns. Okay. I don't know. It's just a crown. It's just a crown. It's a manly tiara. Sure. A manyara. Nope. You lost it. You went downhill again. It's a merkin. I don't think so. Do you know what a merkin is? Maybe. I think Jared told me once. If you knew what it was, you'd say, you have to cut this. Oh, you do have to cut this. Nope. Because you don't know what it is. I do know what it is. Aha! I'm not cutting it. Why? I don't know. I like his viney merkin. This is definitely a crown. 
But now that Angel has his viney merkin crown, they run away Monty Python style while Faith is setting this demon on fire. And when fire just won't do the trick, Angel throws a grenade at his face. Yeah, where did Angel get the grenade? Number one. Number two, why did he not use it before? Because the demon kept on healing. Number three, I don't know. That's number three. I don't have a third. I mean, number one. We always need three in a list, and I don't have three. This isn't a comedy bit. There isn't the rule of three. No, that's just a rule in life. Is that a comedy rule? Yes. Well, why would I know that? But yeah, Angel has a grenade somehow. Why not? And then Faith immediately asks the pertinent question. The plot pertinent question. So that's the MacGuffin? I like that Faith is with me on analyzing the story. Like, do we have our MacGuffin? We do. We're moving on. In case, dear listener, you don't know what a MacGuffin is. It's a plot device usually designated as an item to help move things forward. Exactly like a crown. Or a merkin. Of coils. I'm going to call this episode merkin. No, you can't do that. (sighs) You definitely can't do that. (laughs) Can I call it a crown of merkins? Nope, you definitely can't do that. A coil of merkins. Still no. Alright, I'll come up with something later. I'm not sure why you attach to that. I don't know, can I call it like a coil of unnamed wigs? It's not, there's nothing <laughs> wig-like about it. Not even a little, but it's for a some- It's of coils. For some reason I just want to drive this home. It is very aptly named. On a thing that looks nothing like a merkin. Yeah, no, it's very much like- Why am I stuck on this? I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know, you get stuck on weird things. Merkin. I think you get stuck on funny-sounding names. That's the real problem with Merkins, isn't it? They have a funny-sounding name. On the page before, Faith said that she thought that fire in the hole sounded dirty, and that she would be giggling like a 12-year-old if she worked in demolition, saying it all the time. That's you. You are the 12-year-old. Fire in the hole doesn't sound dirty as much as it sounds painfully dirty. So, again with the 12-year-old. I never admitted otherwise. And they pull up a body, because there's a body, for some reason. Yeah, and we're not even really sure whose victims these bodies are. I'm assuming the monster, but we find out very quickly that they are... Peruvian drug lords. Yeah, that they're a drug cartel, and so... Angel has no problem kicking around drug lords. Yeah, like using their bodies for experimentation. Faith, though, does have some problems with this. Faith's like, we at least need to do this on a bunny like it's a makeup lab. What? I don't know, animal experimentation, I try to go a place. I don't care. Although, to be fair, no, the reason I said what is because Angel does bring up a rabbit. He goes, we need to try this on a human being, not a rabbit. I thought that's where you were pulling it from. Oh, no. I, and I thought that was, like, very far-reaching, but... Screw it. I'm Yes, I remember this very specifically. <laughs> Do you? No. Oh. I was going to be super impressed. Thanks. really just cut down on my own credentials. <laughs> but they put this crown of coils on this drug lord and his rotting decaying corpse turns back into a regular man yeah it but you know still dead yeah it restores his body physically and so what angel explains is that his body's gonna decay all over again because it's just his body that they restored not his soul faith and angel leave peru with their crown and they hop in a plane where angel has one of those dorky neck pillows and a green sweatshirt green just isn't his color i'm gonna be honest because he wasn't in black i actually didn't recognize him for a second and i was like Who's that random guy next to Faith on the plane? Oh, it's Angel. Makes sense. And Faith has a flashback to Giles, where Giles is like, you're such an adult now and you're responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I love you like the daughter I never had. And I'm definitely not a messed up father figure like that one time you were super into a big snake. Yep. 
And this recollection also includes Giles telling Faith that she can't save all the Slayers, that she's going to be able to help the vast majority, but there's going to be a couple that she can't save, and that's okay. She can't lose herself trying to save those ones that are farther gone. And then Giles says, Faith, I would never forgive myself if I allowed that to happen to you. So I'm glad that we're not thinking about Angel or Nadira. And then Faith sheds a single sexy tear. Yeah, she's better at crying than I am. Not a pretty crier. I know, she doesn't have any snot. Yeah. Single sexy tear and whiskey. Um. Also, my favorite part about this little recollection is that Faith complains that Giles can turn a two-second convo into a six-hour miniseries. Huh. I've never met anybody who monologues in real life. I'm short, concise, and all-around definitive. Yeah. I actually really like the art on Giles' face here. Like, it's very expressive, and it's showing a lot of concern for Faith in general, and even the expression on Faith. Like, this is a great page. It's very warm. It looks so like them. And, I mean, you can see Faith where she's kind of questioning Giles' motives, but she's also kind of letting her guard down simultaneously. This is amazing art. This is a great page, just top to bottom. Yeah. I feel like we do a bad job of the show not recognizing the art enough. It looks really good. No, this is a great page. Yeah. Let's talk about the art more. We're bad at that. That's literally half the battle here. We don't talk about it nearly enough. We're just like, I like the art. It's pretty. Well, it is. Or sometimes we're like, I don't like the art. I like that the colors changed for this little recollection scene to shades of like a purple, like a lilac almost. It's not what I would think of, but it's it's No, it's lovely. very warm. So it is warm. It, it comes across very kindly. And we cut away from these happy memories to Angel and Faith digging up the body of Rupert Giles because you can't restore a rotting corpse without an actual rotting corpse. And while they're minorly concerned about grave robbing, as they should be. Angel's wearing a white shirt, which seems like the poorest choice for digging a big hole. A white button-up, too. Not like a white t-shirt. He's gonna get it dirty. I'm concerned about it. Anyway, they pull up the casket. It's helpful that they're both super strong. And they open it up to reveal that there's no body inside. I know I just praise the art a lot. I'm not big on this one page well ironically i mean there's always going to be bits and pieces we have the reveal that there's no body but we get a full splash page of an empty box if you're going to do a splash page it feels like you should have a dynamic splash page which the reveal of you know no body is narratively dynamic not visually dynamic if that makes any sense it does i know what you're talking about but it's not bad art i was just when i look at it i'm like do we need the splash page for this yeah it's It's as dynamic as you're going to make a page revealing nothing. Yeah. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. This is the equivalent of Geraldo going into Al Capone's vault. There's just nothing there. A lot of buildup with no payoff. Have you ever read In True Blood? No. You said Capone. In my head I thought Capote. No. No, these are very different things. They really are. I want to read In in Cold Blood. Did I say In True Blood? I meant In Cold Blood. We're reading a vampire thing. You're going to cut the whole thing anyway. No, I'm not. Really? Now that you've made... These errors, I'll keep them in. You'll keep it so in I don't, my missteps. So I don't always look the fool. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Well, there you go. I guess you do have editing power over all of it, so. I do. Somehow I still don't come off smart. You're very smart. You really are. Well, thank you. You dear. know far more about this than I do. And then we cut back to the previous home of Giles, the current home of Faith and Freeloader Angel. And I guess. And Freeloader's. <laughs> Lavinia and Sophie, freeloaders all around. And I guess Faith's just living off that estate money. Also, Faith changed her pants before she went back. I guess they were covered in dirt. So did Angel. Angel also changed. 
Oh, yeah. They changed totally from one changed. white shirt to another. Yeah, he did. Stop wearing white shirts, Angel. So, Lavinia and Sophie are indignant that they seem to have lost Giles, except that they have no real reason to be indignant about anything because they're mooching off of everybody's hospitality while only using magic to stay young, so. And hot. Sure. That's the other half of it. They just don't want to be young. They don't want to be, like, young and rotund. Ooh, what a good word, though. It's more polite. Rotund is more yeah, I polite. Guess. Corpulent. Doesn't it sound better than, like, <laughs> yeah, look at that fat guy over there. Like, look at that rotund gentleman. Corpulent? Yeah, or that. Pleasingly plump? No, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> Why? I don't know, I don't like your alliteration. <laughs> Sorry. But they check the security cameras and tapes and everything in the funeral home, and they can't figure it out. They don't know what happened to Giles' body, and things are not good. When there's a knock at the door, who might it be? When they're knock, knock, knocking on his cabin door. Something, something, sweet Lenore. I don't know. Oh. I'm trying to get there. I don't remember it exactly. Yes, thanks. And there came a sudden rapping as of someone gently tapping, tapping at my chamber door. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I used to know, like... Look, it's not Lenore, it's Nadira. A fair amount It's also them. not a raven. It's Nadira and yeah. some other slayers. Yeah. But what's worse than a raven is they have a corpse. Right. And if you have forgotten, um, the slayers recently found out that Angel and Faith have been colluding behind their collective backs. And what? You don't like my word colluding? Bit of a loaded word right now. Why? You don't stay up on politics. Sometimes I look up puppy pictures on the internet. But they're not there with any kind of Russian adoption agency. Instead, they're there with a body. Yeah, so they are very upset that Faith is there and Angel's there. And they confront, especially Nadira, confronts Faith about the whole situation. But they're like, look... We don't have time to deal with this right now because one of the Slayers died. Also, we hate you because you've been hanging out with Angel. You lied to our faces saying you didn't know where he was. You suck, but here's a dead body. Also, we know you're trying to bring back dead bodies. Fix this and then maybe we won't kill you, but we might because we hate you. And I've been drunk a lot this season. You don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, Nadir. Not me. I thought you meant you. I was like, when? You looked at me so shocked. Like, you took three sips of wine <laughs> tonight. Like, what happened? It was a powerful wine. I guess so. You said it was, I don't know, higher in alcohol? I don't really like this one. I know, I can tell. By the fact that it's sitting there untouched. No, or the face that you made the first time. Yeah. But anyway, Marianne is this poor dead slayer's name, and they've been keeping her in a freezer. Smart. A walk-in. But weird that they have one at their disposal. And so we find out very quickly. Maybe they volunteered the local food pantry where they're allowed so to they store dead bodies. Stuck a body in there? We found out that Drew is the one who killed Marion. So not good for with anybody. The, with her fingernails, the same way that she killed Kendra. Her name's Kendra. Her name is Kendra. Got there. Took me a sec. Yeah. Look at you. Terrible Jamaican accent. Yeah. Definitely not natural. I miss Drew. I thought you were going to say, I miss Kendra. I'm like, do you? No, I miss Do you Drew. miss Kendra? No one misses Kendra. And Angel is taken aback by this. And he just, in very in a very small voice, he just says, when? And they're like, right after you let her go. <laughs> Makes sense. And like how Nadira's like, everything's your fault. He's singing my song, lady. Keep it coming. I love being a masochist. Yeah. And his face even says this. Back to the art. Angel's face is just like. Sad puppy. Yes, it is sad puppy. Like shame puppy. Like Why? Why are you yelling at me? It's all my fault, but, but stop yelling. But I like it. Give me more. Look at my nipple ring. No, nobody says that. Definitely not Angel. 
I forgot about the nipple ring. Angel asked Nadira, he's like, so this girl, Marianne, she big into magics? And they're like, no. It's like, uh-huh. Is that your angel face? It is, yeah. This is my angel. This is my angel, angel face. This is my angel voice. That's how he talks. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> he, I wish, I wish that there could be a picture associated with it. He crosses this. his arms, kind of smacks his lips a little bit. I guess so. This it's is like, such right. a weird impression. Nothing about this is angel, except for a surgeon tattoo. <laughs> um <laughs> it's like all right do you have the pieces of her horcrux does he also speak out of the side of his mouth yeah see <laughs> does he have an old-timey voice do you want me to be like peter lord i don't know what you want from me here i don't understand what part of angel you're i don't look either way angel's point. like she deals with magic they're like nah he's like you can only do it if her soul was steeped in magic like giles yeah, and he's like, I can't actually help you. And they're like, you're going to figure it out. And he's like, I don't think you quite understand that I can't help you. Are you willing to pierce your nipple with a weird, like, I don't know, croissant <laughs> nipple ring? And look, it looks like a croissant. He's like, look, I'm sorry. I can't help you. And then... You're not even acknowledging that it 100% looks like a croissant. I don't want to acknowledge anything about it. I don't want it to be real. Croissant? I... Don't want to deal with that. All right, we're moving on. Because I like to eat that, and I don't want to eat Angel's nipple ring. So, while Angel explains this, Nadira punches him in the face, which, quite frankly, she was probably going to do that anyway. I also like the onomatopoeia of thrunch. It's a good jaw punch and hoist. And right as Nadira is threatening Angel with a steak... Angel takes a pratfall over a, a comfy chair like he's Dick Van Dyke. One of the other slayers gets a text from a ghoul... And they find out that plan B might just work out. So they're going to take Marianne to plan B, but Angel better come up with a plan real quick because if plan B doesn't work out, plan A is Angel either brings her back or they kill Angel. Angel is, you know, he's been through a lot worse than some angry slayers, so. Has he? Isn't that actually the worst Angel has been through some angry slayers? Yes. And they leave. They're like, all right, Angel, you suck. Faith, you suck more. We're never going to talk to you again. See you later. Bye. And they go to Guilford, to this lovely mansion with some bouncers outside. And they bring in Marianne to a study. They're bouncers, they're... like, in black tie. I've never encountered bouncers in black tie. I don't know if I've ever seen a bouncer in real life. I've never encountered them in any kind of way that involved me being ejected. <laughs> of course you did. So. There weren't five of them. Five? You don't take the hint well, do you? <laughs> Look, I'm not getting into it. They just could hey, you know what, you know, not getting into it. So, these girls march in past this, these security guards and... Let's just say it was unnecessary. Probably every part about it was. Including me. Including you. Oh, 100%. So, they march into this study with their dead body, and this gentleman who's back to us, who's drinking tea, offers some tea to them as well, which is kind of him. He's very British. He's like, cup of tea. Nope. Definitely says a spot of tea. Can I ask spot you? Spot of tea. Definitely doesn't say that. No. Not good. All right. They're like, we're not here for tea. We're here for bringing back the dead. And he gets up and it's Giles. He's like, no thing or two about that. And he adjusts his glasses, which is charming. And very Giles-like. Yes. This is but a full you know splash what I page. don't like here? I like that it's a full splash page. This is a good it's reveal. It's fine. It's a good reveal. But Giles is wearing a watch. And how is he doing it? He's doing it that weird way... Where the watch face is on the bottom of your wrist. I never liked that. That's not at all what he's doing. He has one of those where it's like the big clip 
Oh, you, you think that's a big clasp? Yeah, that's a big clasp. That's not oh, what that is. I think it's the watch face, and I don't like it. It's the clasp. You're super offended about a clasp. You know what? We agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. I think it's the watch face. Sounds great. And after our massive Giles reveal, we go back in time. To Soho, London, not, many years ago. Not New York. No, the first Soho. So the inferior one. No. America. America's the inferior one? No. Just, just I'm said. just cheering for America. Oh. So we're in Soho many years ago. And we're in this weird, creepy den thing. It's definitely like the 60s, 70s. What do you think? How old is Giles? They're into punk, so let's say it's the 70s. Okay. Because so, the 60s wouldn't make sense for punk. It's the 70s. All right. So the 70s. There's a pentagram scrawled on the wall and blood. Look, we know that Giles is into the Sex Pistols, so let's call this 77. Alrighty. I'm making a year up. I like it. And there's a girl who's getting a very makeshift tattoo. From Ethan Rain. It's like a prison tat. I guess. Except it's Deirdre, who was in season two. Yeah. Briefly. She is mentioned. And so... Well, we see her as a zombie. We find out that this tattoo is the mark of igon yeah it's the mark of this demon so that ethan is telling deirdre that it's so that they can control the power and get super high yes and he's like don't worry nothing's gonna go wrong because i have this buddy who used to hang out at the watcher academy and he can fix everything no matter what look do you guys remember igon it was in season two i remember igon it was this whole and the tattoo stop talking about tattoos okay sounds good I don't like this. I don't have any of them. I don't know what I have. Okay. You do. But as they're getting the mark of Igon, Igon, big old demon who's going to, you know, swallow your soul. If you, you know, voluntarily put his mark on you. So good call to everybody in this. You know, you've seen Evil Dead too, and you didn't get that at all. What? Swallow your soul. Swallow your soul. I didn't get it at all. Shock under the face. Swallow this. Good times. Wow. I didn't really watch that movie that much. I didn't really connect with it on a personal level. Oh, I did. I connect greatly with chainsaw hands. Arms more like. No, it was the hand. The hand was possessed. He cut off the hand. But he, yeah, I guess. Whatever. I guess we'll agree to disagree about how far <laughs> up cutting off. The wrist. He did it to the wrist. Okay. But while Deirdre is getting her prison tat, Igon controls someone who's also Randall. ODing. His name is Randall. Randall. Randall's ODing. And all of a sudden, some badass in a leather jacket comes in and solves the problem with some magic. Yeah, because Randall's turning into a red, very He's a fangy... He's turning into a fangy furry monster. Yeah. Really not sick with me on Muppet here. He's and kind of Muppet. who's this badass wearing the British flag in a big leather jacket? It's actually kind of a cropped leather jacket, but it's Ripper. Giles. And if you don't remember, Ripper is Giles's alter ego given to him name. by his aunts, apparently. Fancy name. This is an incredibly attractive version of Giles. It does look like him. It's also incredibly attractive. But there you go. That's all we have to say about that. Like it, hot young Giles. I guess. Look at that hot boy. He's a teenager, probably. Look at that hot boy teen. Definitely not a teenager. When was the last time you met a teenager? I don't know. Must have been a while. <laughs> it's not what teenagers look like. Anyway. That hot teen boy. No, no, no. Okay, so now we're back in current day. Back in Faith's house. Where she's sad because Nadir yelled at her and Faith kind of goes to Angel. She's like, you know what? She's not super wrong. I sided with you and betrayed all these girls that I said I was going to protect with Giles. You know, the guy you killed. Yeah. 
You dickhead. And she's like, basically, I lied about everything, and it's all your fault, and now you owe me, so you better bring Giles back, because I wasted everything that I had on this, so at least you better give me Giles. And Angel gets very big. He's like, I'll do it, or I'll die trying. Like, yeah, that's you do a T, isn't it? Do a big thing, try and fix it all, huh? Always works well. I like that she said, works for me. Like, she doesn't actually care. Harsh. Like a honey badger. Faith don't, don't give care. a f- I think we have different honey badgers. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while, am I wrong? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. I I edit what you say in my head, so we can't trust me. Or you. You do the same thing to me. I'm inaccurate, to say the least. Okay, so we're back at Giles' new house. And he's there with a naked teenage girl. Well, she looks kind of like... Well, she's a dead naked teenage girl. Yeah, and she's bandaged in the... Appropriate places. Yeah. Very much like Electra. I, I guess, yeah. And so Giles is painting It's symbols. Electra. Okay, okay. Wow. I made an actual comic reference, then you did that. I didn't get any credit for it. I made a disco reference. <laughs> and so Giles is painting symbols onto... Marianne. Marianne's body. Including the Mark of Igon. Um, also interesting is that Nadira's like, you look familiar. Okay, Nadira was literally referencing his picture in Faith's house when she was saying, this guy is the one you're trying to resurrect. And now she's in front of him and she's like, you look vaguely familiar. And Giles' response is, I look like half of Parliament. Probably also true. But Nadira, have some consistency with your facial recognition. So Giles is painting all this stuff. He says, ancient Sumerian pictographs designed to bind the returned soul to the body. And Nadira inspects it and says, yep, everything's in order. Except that Mark of Igon. Yeah, except there's a Mark of Igon that he painted on her. So, you know, he's definitely on the up and up. So Giles tells the girls they need to sit in a circle in the next room over and they need to think about Marianne. Think about Marianne. Think about Marianne. Not go away. I'm doing things here. Yeah. And that you think very hard about Marianne and we will bring her back. And while all this is happening, Angel and Faith are trying to figure out where Giles' body went. And they go to the guest book, which apparently had been signed by every single person at the funeral. And the aunts made everyone sign it, including one Ethan Rain. (gasps) Dun dun dun! You may remember him as the guy who was shot in issue 5 of Buffy season 8. And it seemed like it was going to be a big misdirect, but no, he was just shot in the head. Yeah, because... Again... I still don't believe that was the original plan. No. Well, let's roll with it. But Lydia and Sophie both know definitely who Ethan Rain is. And they were like, nope, that was definitely him there. And he had a hat pulled down. Real low. He was all Humphrey Bogart-esque. And they're like, oh yeah, he was hiding the bullet hole in the middle of his head. Yes. And that means Angel knows what's up. He knows that the real reason Giles' soul could never leave this plane of existence is because it was going to go to Igon all along because of a, that tattoo that Giles has. So he's like, all right, time to get the last piece of Giles' soul. I know Igon has it, and if he has Ethan Rain's body, he's probably got old Jeeves, so let's roll out. Meanwhile, back at Giles' new residence, Nadira is starting to get very suspicious of this whole thing. She's like, I don't trust this guy, I don't trust this guy with this dead body. I don't think anything's right about this. I'm gonna march back in there and get my friend and figure out another way to resurrect her. And out walks Marianne. (gasps) Marianne? And everybody starts crying. They're so happy. It's not a who song. Marianne. She was on Gilligan's Island. And so the Slayers are all like, Marianne, Marianne. And Giles is like, she's going to be a little confused for a while. She might not remember things. So don't 
ask her a lot of questions. And they're like, what's your last name? She's like, that's a rough one. You got me. And he's like, confusion. She's going to be confused. And they're like, wait a minute. You're not Marianne. She's still dead. And then in really gross art, Giles turns his neck fully around like a 180 degree twist because, you know, Angel snapped it. The spine's not super intact. We can see like the spine bulging out from underneath the skin when he turns his head fully around. It's super gross. And he calls for a little help. Meanwhile, his neck says crick, which is what your neck says all the time and it creeps me out. Mm. If I knew you were going to call me out, I would have saved him up. He saved him up pretty well anyway. Oh, by the way, Marion's body is definitely still dead. Yeah, she's a zombie. She's just a zombie. So the Slayers start to attack Giles and his weird little army that comes running out of a back room. All zombies. Yeah. And he's like, you wanted her restored to life. You didn't say that you wanted her in any particular way. And... The fight ensues. Yeah. So there's this army of zombies that comes and everybody's very upset. Meanwhile, Faith does a little online research, just like Willow would do. Ah, she learned things. Yeah. They find out that Ethan Rain has been buying property, which is difficult if you're dead. But thanks to public record, it doesn't really matter. Right. So they decide they're going to go find Ethan Rain's property. And while Angel and Faith are on the way, Nadira is fighting Giles with a sword. And he's holding his own and she rushes past him. She's like, whatever the problem here is, is definitely in this other room. And she follows Angel's model, kicks the door in. Behind the door, Nadira finds Igon in his pure form, something we've never seen. Mostly because he's like 30 feet tall. And he's super gross. Yeah, he has wings and talons and he's dripping something somehow. Like blood, but also his skin is dripping somehow. I mean, it's very much in the vein of what the characters looked like when Igon would take them over what we saw in Buffy season two, but just amplified. It's great. I really, I just want to praise also, the, did you notice the Did you notice the zombie with just the ham, the giant ham on a platter for Igon? No. Isn't that there's charming? A, there's a zombie with a ham. And oh yeah, there's Ethan Rain with a bullet hole in his head. Yeah. But I like the zombie with the ham the best. Just feeding Igon ham. <laughs> Would you like ham from the bone, sir? <laughs> so Igon also, the cool part is he has his own font, which I enjoy. I am Igon. And very soon... You will be too. Does that sound threatening like that? I could do like a better voice. It was like, hey, I got here. I know, you're like, old timey angel voice is better. So, uh, you know the magics? Huh? I think I changed voices. I don't know what I did. You definitely changed voices. How do I know? And this entire time we've had assorted flashbacks to Giles back in the day, getting high, doing magics, singing in a band. Giles is more of a stereotype than I was as a teenager. Hard to do, but he found a way. Yeah, yes. His band seems more successful. Than me? Than any of your musical group endeavors. I'm a sensation. You're something. You can play the guitar very well, though. Not well. Yes, you can. Giles is talking to his grand, Edna. You know, going back from the Tales of the Vampire, Edna, and other arcs so far this season. I like the Edna connection. Edna's feisty, and I like her hair. It's very tall. It adds height. Sometimes we need it. She is a short lady. I support that about her. And, and she's like, hey, Giles, come back to being a watcher. He's like, it's too late. I got high on the demon. She's like, nah, don't worry about it. You'll just, you know, have your soul sucked out later. Yeah, she's like, so do good things now. Dead Giles does not seem to be doing good things because he is Igon. So, problem. 
Un- yes, not in the past, but in the present. And by the present, we mean the past because this came out a few years ago. Oh, that's so confusing. Ah, time. What voice was <laughs> I that? Don't know. I'm just trying to Is enjoy it? myself. Okay. Well, there you go. But things look bad for the Slayers when, wouldn't you know it, Angel opens a door like a regular person. And comes No in. kicks, no broken doors, no broken glass. He's really grown. But he does come in waving a sword. Faith comes in with a crossbow. Shooting zombies in the face. And calling them chatty Cathy's, which I kind of enjoy. Oh, yeah, I do like Faith. She's like, you don't want to break the internet with all your talking. Also, you better not run. Faith's a traditionalist. And then she sees a Giles. A Boston traditionalist. And then she sees Giles and she stops. She goes, oh my god, Giles! And then Angel evidently has not explained anything about Igon to Faith up until this moment. But they're not in London, so they had some travel time. He did not use it wisely. And Faith didn't ask good questions. Well, it's okay, because Giles doesn't do anything smart here. Faith is looking at him with these big doe eyes. She's like, oh my god, Giles has a sword. But instead of using the pointy end... He just uses the butt of the sword. Faith didn't see any of it coming, so bad form Igon. Bad form Faith. Bad nipple ring angel. He knocks out Faith. And when Faith blacks out, it allows Igon to take over her body. And to possess it. So Nadira, to fix that, slashes Faith in the stomach. Solves problem. Brings Faith back from being knocked out. And she is Faith once again. But and she they, now recognizes the danger of passing out. And they run away. Which is definitely the smart thing to do because they are getting their asses kicked. Yeah. So Angel's like fighting with Igon, whatever. But nothing good is happening. So they all run away. Igon swears vengeance and Angel asks for a phone to call a certain someone... In a scene we may have already discussed. And they... Where Angel is wearing a different shirt than he is here. Go to Alistair. Asking for ways to kill Igon. They also give a reason for why Igon is still alive, because supposedly back in season two, Angel killed him. The whole idea was that Igon had jumped from an unconscious body into Angel, but the reason that he lost is because Angel already had a demon inside of him. He knew how to fight that demon, and Igon was killed in the process. But instead... Igon jumped into a dead rat. Yep, and managed to kind of wind his way around. I mean, I'll buy that. California's gross as hell. There's rats everywhere. Have you ever been to California? Yes. When? I've been to California. Anyway, eventually he finds his way back into people and whatever. And then magic is cut off and he's all pissy and he becomes his real self. But again, we find out that we can only kill Igon if he's in his true form. So you kill all the people that Igon's possessing, it doesn't really do anything. So you gotta take down Igon... And no one is safe to fight Igon, except for Angel. And maybe, just maybe, another vampire with a soul. Dun dun dun! And after Igon regained his true form and magic was cut off from the world, he decided that he was going to destroy the world, create the Igon apocalypse. Yeah, we find that out because Faith was able to see into Igon's collective thoughts when he became part of her for a minute. He's a bit of a Borg. She's a bit of a locutus. What's that? You haven't watched it yet. You'll get there, dear, I promise. What is it? That is the season three cliffhanger of Next Generation. Or is it season four cliffhanger? Season three? Season three. So, Star Trek. Season four. So. I don't remember. Wrinkle Nose? No, it's Picard. Oh. When he got taken over by the Borg and Michael Piller wrote this whole cliffhanger and he was like, I'm going to quit the show. It doesn't matter. I don't need to deal with it. And then he ended up staying on for the next season. He was like, oh, crap. Now I have to solve it. <laughs> Anyway. True story about Michael Piller. But Angel's like, 
we can't rely on the Slayers to stop this because if they get knocked out, or you, Faith, you're one of them, you can't fight this demon who will go inside of you. Only I, Angel, soul vampire with a soul, can do this. And wouldn't you know it? But Spike shows up! Without a bug ship. Listen back to a few episodes ago. Actually, I like the the first thing. We don't see Spike, we just hear him. And he says, no more weeping and moaning, ladies. And yes, Angel, I saw you there. Spike's come to save the day, as bloody usual. Usually I do the Spike lines. You can do it. Oh no, I'm just saying, it's nice to hear you doing the Britishisms and not me, because they sound rough coming out of me. They sound rough coming out of both of us, but, you know, we'll share the <laughs> pain. And Spike's back, baby. Well, I guess he hasn't been in this at all. Angel and Spike together again. And really, for the first time since the end of the IDW stuff, I mean, yeah, they technically saw each other in season eight, but Angel wasn't quite himself. Right. And I like that Faith calls them the Betty and Veronica vampires, because that's a really good description of them. I love their bromance. I love that they are everything about Betty and Veronica. I love their bickering. Does that make Buffy Archie? Yes, it does. But which Who's one Jughead? Is... That makes Xander. Giles Mr. Weatherby. Xander is Jughead. Who's Willow? Not Jughead. But is Spike or Angel Betty or Veronica? Let's go with hair colors. We know who is who. Okay. And so immediately, Spike and Angel start bickering. Because what else do they do? Even though Angel called Spike in for help, Spike is immediately just on guard. And the two of them start arguing, and Spike's like, what'd you bollocks up this time? And Angel's like, nothing. He's like, just like you bollocks up the whole Twilight thing, you son of a bitch. And then... I do like that they immediately dive into this. This is perfect. Angel's like... I really only needed you here because you already have a demon inside of you, and you have that spaceship, which I think is going to be helpful. Spike's like, don't have a spaceship anymore, but... Also, don't look up any news about Easter Island. It's all... It's all fine. Fake news. So they start bickering about Buffy, because obviously... Angel's like, Buffy turned you down, didn't she? She's like, no, shut up. I turned her down, you dumb forehead guy. And... Out of nowhere, and at requested by no one, Nadira shows up. And she refers to Spike as William the Bloody, just for good measure and very formally. She's like, I have something for you. And given her present attitude, we can assume that it's her giving Spike a sword so he can kill Igon. Yeah. Fun twist. I do like that. I like how Angel's like, come on! It's like, he gets a pass! And I like Spike's line here where he says, baby slayers. I missed baby slayers. The angst, the attitude, a bit like a soap opera with weapons. That perfectly describes Buffy and Angel. Everything about them. Really this whole universe. Yeah. And while Spike and Angel are trading insults, Igon decides to destroy Giles' house. And he pops in. Well, he doesn't pop in. There's this, some would call it splendid page, worthy of display, where all of Igon's soldiers are running in. Eyes. Green. I was, I was trying to think of green as, then I couldn't come up with a green thing. Your car? Green is my car. It's very green, just so we're clear. Lime is the sun itself. <laughs> Color you think the sun is? <laughs> no, I'm concerned. And zombie Giles rushes in and slashes at Spike with his own sword. Everyone has a sword. Angel has a sword. Spike has a sword. Giles has a sword. And Spike says that Giles is a crap fighter. You know what? Giles killed a lot of demons. I think on a scale of things, he's probably a pretty good fighter. Yeah, probably not half bad. And Spike kicks Giles in the chest... And the two of them are fighting off demons. Spike decapitates a zombie angel slashing away at them. And once again, this is a page worthy. Worthy of purchase and display. When I sit like this, I can't see it. It's over there. I can't see it when I sit like this. I'm too short for it. I can see it. Oh, look at you. 
This is the first page that's come up that I have. I think in anything. I don't think I've ever done a show with a page I own before. Probably not. Huh. It's over there. It's good. I like that page. It's a good looking page. Good pencils, good inks. It's good stuff. I like it. It's a good page to have up. Yeah. But so... yeah. You know what's funny though? No. The way the coloring, if you look at um the original pencils and inks, Igon looks a lot closer than he does in this. The way that the colorist filled things in, it makes Igon seem like he's a bit further back. Interesting. Yes, yeah, just perspective of colors, but if you look at the original over there. It's very interesting. I also never noticed that Nadira shoves Alistair in a clo- in a closet for safety. <laughs> you go over there. Smart, though. Yeah, I like this page. It is a good page. It's the reason I bought it. Yeah. Anywho. So we find out that everybody has a plan. The slayers, the unnamed slayers, have the job of dealing with the unnamed zombies, and basically they just put nets over them, and that solves the problem. Because they don't want to kill them, so they can hopefully kill Igon and save the day. And our first runner-up at Igon is Angel, who is beaten up real quick. Yeah, not great. So Spike comes in with a special sword from Nadira, ready to kill Igon, and he is also beaten up. Yeah, no, he's actually just picked up by Igon in his hand. He's not even beaten up, he's he's just held. He's snatched. Yeah. And coddled like a baby. And Igon's like, oh, side note, you know how that whole you have a demon in your thing? Yeah, now that I'm in my purest form, that don't matter. Yeah, it doesn't actually matter. So he takes over Spike, which isn't great. And Spike attacks Faith, who kicks him in the dick. And so... (laughs) Which solves the problem. Spike goes down. So then Igon's like, but now, Angel, you humiliated me. So now I'm going to overpower you next. And he starts to overpower Angel. But then Angel's like, things are different for both of us now. You can't overpower me because there's three of us. There's There's an Angel, a Giles, and a Jealous. And it looks very much like in The Lion King when Mufasa is in the sky, except there's two of them. Simba. Is that your Mufasa voice? Back to this. Um, yeah. Back to death and consequences. Mufasa is both. Simba. The only thing you can say is Mufasa. <laughs> I don't think I can do any other dialogue from Mufasa. Well, at least you got something down. That one's actually not half bad. Look, if I'm going to do James Earl Jones dialogue, I want to do it from The Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Is that a movie? He dressed up in a locust costume. It was in 1977, so like the same time he was doing Darth Vader for the first time. If you look at those two movies, it's funny. Or I could do Conan dialogue. I don't want to do like his, you know, memorable. I guess Conan's memorable. But, you know, fondly remembered movies. I guess Conan's fondly remembered. It's not that good. (laughs) I'll just throw it out there. But Icon's like, what? And then Angel just, you know, punches him through the eye into the brain and shows everyone his nipple ring. Yeah. And Igon's dead, and all the zombies are either dead or they're just slayers again. And Spike's like, why does my dick hurt? And Faith's like, don't know. I didn't kick it. And the last Horcrux of Giles goes right into Angel's nipple. It really is the Horcrux situation. Yeah. And Angel gets flooded with memories. We get a memory of Giles beating up Angel with a flaming baseball bat, bonding with Faith, training with Buffy, getting his neck snapped. Fighting Willow, Dark Willow. Or as you like to call her, Bad Willow. Bad Willow. I think that's just as good. <laughs> Poor Alistair is like, guys, guys, things aren't great right here right now. Where's Alistair? He's right there, looking sad oh, yeah. and looking out so, at the giant hole in his house. So Alistair comes out of his closet. He's just like, there are a lot of bodies here. I know. Also, there's like a, do you guys see the 30 foot tall demon dead on the yard? Who's gonna clean that up? Maybe he disappears, like the vampires do, helpfully. No, we can see his dead body right there. Mm, well, whatever. And Angel, with every ab ever, is going insane, leaning next to a tree. Yeah, he kind of just goes catatonic on us. Again. And then he starts to speak, but it's Giles who comes out. 
And as we've had all of these flashbacks of Giles dealing with his grandmother Edna, trying to convince him to become a Watcher yet again, Angel and Giles' voice just says, I'll do it, Gran. If you teach me, I'll finish my training. I will become a Watcher. And Spike's like, oh, balls. Yeah. And then he switches into Angelus mode. He's like, Faith, you suck. And then she punches him. And Angel goes back into, I don't know, probably season one or two Angel. He's like, Wesley, tell Cordelia to shut up. I hate this so much. We need more of an ensemble to make the show better. Um, I like that Spike says, really, what's shocking is that it took this long for him to become this insane. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, I like. I think it's so funny. That, like, two personalities in your head, fine. Three, one, too many. Yeah. And so we have a body and we have an extra soul. And we can put the two back together, but you're not sure which soul you're going to end up transferring out of Angel's body because that tooth nipple ring thing look you can reach any of the souls might just come out it's like you're bobbing for apples inside of angel's nipple you're not sure what you're gonna get on the other side oh that's terrible i think it works but halloweeny it's probably gonna come out around halloween probably happy halloween i'm sorry that you have to think of that so while they're dealing with angel nadira's like i'll solve this i'm gonna kill him yeah not helping he's like you can't do that stop talking just you make it all bad you make it wrong, you make it bad. Stop with your shenanigans. And while she's dealing with Nadira, the other Slayers come up to her and they're like, look, so we really appreciate everything you've done for us, Faith, and I guess Nadira too, but but we're kind of all done. Our buddy Marianne's dead over there. There's a big dead demon. There's a bunch of zombies, so we're out. Yeah, we're going to call it a day on the Slayer thing. Like, you taught us that we could have choices, and now we're choosing to not be Slayers. Yeah, so bye. Bye. And Spike just goes up. He's like, all right, cool. So they're gone. Let's just get Giles out of that nipple into the body and we'll call it a day. I'm sure you guys knew exactly how to do this. And Faith's like, yeah. One of us did. <laughs> um, and he's kind of crazy and catatonic. So whoops a doodle. Alistair, maybe, maybe. I like how Spike calls him discount Giles. Uh, the poor man's Giles. The poor man Giles, I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, I like that he says, you, old fella, you're the poor man's Giles, aren't you? Make with the knowledge. Anyway. Why don't you expose something to us? Not that, exposition-wise. And Alistair just kind of stands there and doesn't solve any problems. We're left in a conundrum, and we work on that conundrum in the one-shot that follows. But I'm not really sure why it's a one-shot and not a continuation of the arc, but that's okay. I don't know. I like the cover art. Yeah, it's all cool. I guess because Angel's not really personality-wise in this, so they call it Spike in Faith. That works. Yeah, and they take Angel back to his home and chain him up in the basement... Spike, like, how huh, this reminds me a lot of that time I was chained up to a basement. Also, why does Giles have chains in his basement? Kinky. I think it's probably for the demons that he generally dealt with. And Spike and Faith run off to go kill a demon. They need to pull a soul from a nipple. And Faith pisses off Spike. She's like, you know what? You and Angel, kind of the same guy. He's like, we're not. We just wear a bunch of black. We're in love with Buffy and shut up. We're not the same. We're not vampires with souls who are nearly identical who are both interested in a Shanshu prophecy. We just run with a similar crowd! Which I thought was a fun line. It was pretty funny. So they're still trying to kill these tentacle demons because they need to kill all these weird tentacle demons. And they get the necessary piece from these demons while Spike makes a pass at Faith and she's like, yeah, no. She's like, I'm not gonna be your rebound chick. Give me a call when you're over Buffy. He's like, shut up. I'm totally over her. And you, then, you call me when you get over Buffy. And then Come Faith, back, King. Faith continues on with the mission, as one does. 
And Spike just goes to nobody in particular. Nah, even I wasn't buying that. Nobody was. But it was sweet that you tried. And now that the necessary pieces have been gathered to pull Giles' soul out of Angel's nipple, I'm just not going to stop saying that until it's done. I can only hope that it's done even faster than I expect it to be. They're like, Spike, Angel might go crazy. Go watch him. Try not to kill him. He's like, Angel going crazy. I can deal with that. Yeah. She just wants to enjoy it and grabs a bottle of hooch. Yeah, so it's something green. Oh, it's absinthe that you found in the cellar. We've, so... al- we've already talked about absinthe on this show. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I like it. It's not really hallucinogenic. I don't care what people say. So basically, because everybody in this little room right now was very close to Giles, this bowl thing that Faith brought back from the tentacle demons means that they can gather just Giles' spirit. Inside this bowl and out of a nipple. Right. So sitting around the table, we have Faith, Alistair, Sophie, and Lavinia. And they're going to encant some magic while Spike is going to watch over Angel. And so, obviously, Spike gets a little bit tipsy and starts to blame Angel for all of everything in his life. He's real whiny. Spike has a lot of emotions in this. He's like, it's your fault that Buffy wants people to be good. And if it wasn't for you, I would have had to go up my stupid soul. And I can't get over her, and I'm in love with her, and how the hell do you get over someone like Buffy? Meanwhile, Faith, Alistair, Lavinia, and Sophie have gathered the soul, and Angel's like, I heard all that, you big whiner. Also, I don't know how to get over Buffy. Okay, this is actually really touching, and you just kind of... Glossed? Glossed over it. Glossed was the word I was looking for, thank you. So, everybody's telling, they're talking to Giles' spirit to try and call it there, and Alistair's like, it's your turn, Faith. And she's like, can I just, like, think really hard? He's like, it works better if you say something. So Faith um, says, you know, her little piece. And then at the end of it, she just says, I need you, G. Wicked bad. And it's heartbreaking. Wicked. It's heartbreaking. And he's, and she says, just come back to us, okay? Come back to me, please. Well, please is kind of its own sentence. It's At that point, it is just a plea. It's so sad. And Spike is getting drunker and angrier. And like I said, Angel's just like, I heard you, you pansy. It's like, ha ha, my plan worked of distracting you with emotions. And he's like, you should thank me for pulling you out of your craziness. It was my plan all along. And Angel's like, sure it was, buddy. And then, since we don't have Beta George to tell them that they are secretly thanking each other in their heads, Angel texts Spike, thanks, buddy. Aww. Also, That's let's... so sweet. Do you remember the one with Beta George, though, when they were in the car together? Yeah, I remember that. After Ellie gave Spike a car? Remember when I texted you a picture of the dog earlier? He was yawning so big. He was so big. You were texting me a Snapchat because I don't have Snapchat. Yeah. Don't like it. So anyway, as a thank you, seems like a weird thank you, we find out the next morning there's an extra visitor in Faith's house because everybody just mooches off of Faith. Yeah, I feel bad for Faith in this. Yeah. And so she's like, Spike better not be using up all my hot water. And the door opens and Spike has not used up all the hot water, but Harmony has. So Harmony's back. Yeah. Well, just for now. Harmony is literally just there to have sex with Spike. And she's fine with it. And Angel's like, good for you, little buddy. And Faith's like, we need to leave right now. Because I need to go pour some acid in my eyes. Spike has a lot of abs, though. He usually does. Yeah. And he usually had the most abs. Yeah, Angel's like, yeah, he, he just, he needed to be with somebody right now. And Harmony seemed like the best bet. So we're going with Harmony on this one. She's going to film her 14th. Sex tape? I don't know. And Faith is like, so, so Harmony's rebound? Spike's like, doing better than I was yesterday. (laughs) He's like, I don't really care. And he runs away, throws his towel aside, and everyone sees Spike's dangly bits. And 
And Angel and Faith leave to have Spike do whatever he's gonna do. Actually, Angel says, I'll take you out for breakfast. Faith says, you'll burst into flames. And Angel says, good. So that's kind of where we leave everybody at. Because, and I'm gonna read this verbatim. Excuse this. Because Everybody excuse this. Because Harmony goes, guess what, Blondie Bear? I found some toys in the basement. Oh, I'm all chained up and helpless. I hope the big bad doesn't come in here and ravage me. Huh. So glad that's on audio. Are you? I don't know. I (laughs) don't feel good about it. But it's there. It is there. So that's it. Spike's back. Faith's there. All the pieces of Giles' soul have been assembled inside of a bowl. Yeah, so just to recap, the body of Giles is there and back to normal. The soul of Giles is there, but they're not together. Right. His soul is in a bowl, which is funny. Bowl of soul. So next time we come back to Angel and Faith, it's the finale. Yeah. What's going to happen with Giles? What's going to happen with Whistler? What's going to happen with Pearl, Nash, and Adira? This one was really good, though. I liked it. It's a lot it. of blue sense of type. They do it very well, though, to be fair. I liked I liked that this one, that we made progress on our main storyline, but we got to bring in more people. I think we get to deal with it. I mean, we deal with it a lot, but we deal with Angel's guilt. We deal with Faith's guilt. We deal with Spike's moping. I like that we brought back Igon, and I like that we brought Giles back from the dead in a way that made sense. Yeah, it doesn't feel cheap. No. And also, I think this art, I think it's probably the best art we've had from Rebecca Isaac so far. She kicked a lot of ass. It looks really good. Just in general, it was a really great art, art-wise. And I just love the Spike and Angel relationship. I love the two of them just falling back into immediate bickering. And I like that they're Betty and Veronica. I will forever think of them as that. Why aren't they in dresses yet? You've asked me that so many times, and I don't have an answer. I got really stuck on that. But we'll be back next week to talk about Buffy. Yeah. So, and oh, God, it's going to be. Is that the last Buffy? Two Buffys left, one Angel left. Oh, do we start with Angel? Yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And oh, I'm excited for next week's Buffy. It's a good arc. We get an unexpected character returning. So, tune in next week for that. It's a good one. So, yeah. Where can you find us? Oh, over on EditorsNoComics.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to get the show a whole week early, go over to Patreon.com slash EditorsNoComics. One dollar a month will get you our lovely voices. Not faces, but voices. We can put up pictures. You don't have to. Of the puppy. Of his big yawn. Of <laughs> his big yawn, yes. It's very cute. Uh, we're also on iTunes, YouTube, and other podcasting platforms, especially on YouTube. If you could rate, review, subscribe, that would help other people find us. And that's what we want most of all in life. Yeah. Also, write us an email. At editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Until Zach to remind me that it happened. You're <laughs> like, hey, just yeah, feel free to yell at me in email form. But yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about Buffy, where someone's going over there. Weird way to end that sentence. Bad sentence. Oh, well. Bye.